Welcome to The Lisa Show. I'm Lisa Natoli. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is episode seven, Transformation, Purification, and Practice. So I'm so happy that you're here with me. I'm going to be talking about transformation and why purification and practice is so important. So if you're here for the first time listening, welcome. I'm Lisa Natoli. My website is lisanatoli.com. I'm also going to be talking today about the 75-day Christ Vision Challenge. I started to talk about it last week, but I'm going to talk about it today. You can jump in anytime. And the 75 days is important, not as a number 75, but an idea that you really need to make a commitment to a longer period of time for change to occur. Because often people just want a miracle, they have a prayer, they want something in their life to shift, and they want it to happen yesterday. They want change to happen right now. And we've been taught that it can be like that. And you probably have even heard stories of people who have spontaneous, miraculous healings with no effort on their part. People win the lottery, things just shift and change. And so you think, oh, okay, well, that can be for me too. And that is possible. But for me, I tried that route for years, waiting for a miracle, waiting for change to happen, and nothing much changed. And then finally, I came to this point in my own life where I recognized that there were things that I could do, steps that I could take every day, and that I could begin to be consistent about it. And what I noticed is that things began to change. And so that's how I teach, because that's how it's worked for me. And you stop waiting for a miracle. So I have some notes that I want to share today. I always encourage everyone to get a copy of A Course in Miracles. That's what my teaching is based on, the message of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. It's a mind training program where you train your mind in a systematic way to a different perception of everyone and everything in the world. And I've spent the last six episodes of the Lisa Show talking about healing. So if you're interested in that, check out episodes two, three, four, five, six. And there's a lot of content there. I encourage you to do the practices, do the work. That's the only place that you will see change occur. And I'm going to talk about that today. Purification and practice. So A Course in Miracles tells us in the very first chapter that miracles are everyone's right, but purification is necessary first. So what does that mean? Purification is necessary first. And what that means is that you must purify your mind of all the blocks and the obstacles to love's presence. So what are these blocks and these obstacles? It's all of your grievances, your judgments, your fear, your negativity, your doubt, your shame, blaming, jealousies. These are all blocks and these need to be purified. And so we start here with an idea of mind training, training your mind to notice When the grievances come up, when you start to judge, when you start feeling guilty, when you start to blame, 
You're training your mind to notice your thoughts. And you can notice your thoughts by noticing your emotions. How do you feel? I love in the text, Jesus tells us that you're either on the stairway to heaven, so you're in the place where you are and you're moving upward to peace and to joy and to gratitude and to love, or you're going down the stairway descending into hell. So there's only two movements, up or down. And Jesus says, how do you know if you're going up or down? Very simply, how do you feel? And so you start to train yourself to notice how you're feeling throughout the whole day. And you're making that a practice. How do I feel? And if you feel anything less than perfect joy, then you can know, okay, there's something going on here that I want to look at. Because I'm in mind training now. I'm training my mind in a systematic way to notice the blocks and the obstacles and to do something about them. So the 75-day Christ Vision Challenge is something that I came up with as a game for myself when I heard that there's been scientific studies that show that change doesn't occur in 21 days, as most self-help books and teachers talk about. They've taken groups of people and they've studied them, and change happens after a minimum of 66 days of continually, consistently practicing a new habit. So it's not like you're practicing a new habit and then you're completely different on the 66th day. It's that you're creating a new habit daily and it takes that long for it to become just part of your nature. It becomes automatic. And I love that because now we can practice. And so I read in A Course in Miracles that my purpose is to see the world through my own holiness. And I love that. My purpose is to see the world through my own holiness. The beginning point of that is I must recognize my own holiness then. If my purpose is to see the world through my own holiness, built into that is that I have to be standing in the place of my own holiness and looking out from that place. And most people don't have a clue what that means or how to do it because we've been living off-center from the light that we are living in an experience of ourselves as bodies, personalities, images, and we're living and looking out from that place. So we're looking out from the place of fear. So a miracle is a shift in perception where we're bringing ourselves back to the awareness of our holiness, of our wholeness, of our innocence, and we're looking out from this place. And it's not difficult to do because it's already happening. You're already whole. You're already holy. You're already innocent. So it's just a matter of willingness. And in my experience, it's like plugging into the light, becoming one with God again, acknowledging God's presence, which is the light that I am, and becoming one with it. And this is what Jesus was expressing 2,000 years ago. I and the Father are one you begin to recognize that this is something that's available to you. And so you start in whatever place you find yourself in. You're worried about money. You're in a place of conflict or chaos. Your health is failing. Your children are acting out. You're afraid. You're angry. 
That's your starting point always. And from there, you simply have a willingness to do the work, to train your mind, to see what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're saying, what are your habits, what are your beliefs. And you're just looking, you're looking, you're not trying to fix them. You're just becoming aware. Ah, that's a thought. Ah, that's a feeling. And from this point, now you have a choice. You have a choice to take back command of your own thoughts and your feelings. And you recognize that you do have the ability and the power to choose another emotion. In the middle of the worst fear ever or the craziest chaos, in the middle of that place, you can choose gratitude. You can choose to see things differently. So you're recognizing, okay, I'm, I'm very afraid and I wish things would change. But I am determined to see a miracle in this. I am determined to be in a state of gratitude. And you can choose to see it as a lesson. You can choose to see that situation as an opportunity for healing. And that's how I do it. Whenever I find myself in a place of fear, and I still do to this day, there's things that are in front of me that are an idea of something to do. And I just think, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I don't want to do that. And I recognize, okay, wow, you've just located, Lisa, a place of fear in you. Let's look at that. So I don't stay in the fear. I quiet down. I'm just in a place of stillness now. And I'm asking to see the fear differently. And I'm remembering who walks with me. I'm remembering I don't have to do this by myself. I'm not alone. And then I notice that I can just take one simple step. Usually what happens in the mind when you're in fear is you're thinking about this big gigantic picture and it feels very overwhelming. But when you quiet yourself down and you come into a place of stillness because the mind just wants to figure everything out in this moment now. It wants to figure out everyone's part and that's just not possible. So what you do is, as a practice, is you quiet yourself back down into a place of stillness and you move yourself back into the light, plugging yourself in again. You remember the presence of God. You remember Jesus with you. You remember, I'm not alone. I don't have to do this alone. And then you find yourself breathing in a new way, like relaxing and resting in this place. And then one little, tiny, little idea might come to you. One tiny little step. And you recognize, I can do that. I can take that one little step. And then you take the step. And then there's another step that will be given to you. And you begin to notice that this is how life is flowing now. So I want to read to you now some of my notes that I've written down this morning. And this is about purification and practice. And if you would like to jump on board with the 75-day Christ Vision Challenge, you can go to my website, lisanatoli.com. I'm going to list it under free stuff, and you can just click on that button. It's a totally free calendar, and you can just mark the days. And the purpose and the practice of it is to train your mind to look out from your own holiness. And what begins to happen when you make a commitment to do this is everything that's buried in you as a block will start to come to the surface because you begin identifying with the light that you are. 
you begin living from this place, everything that's dark in you is going to have to come up and it will come up and it will start to show up as situations and people and places outside of you. That's how your beliefs that are hidden in you are shown to you. You see them with your eyes. And so now the practice as a challenge, a 75-day challenge, is to no longer be in a state of thinking things are happening outside of you, but you're recognizing, ah, this is an image in my mind. This is me. Let me see this brother through the eyes of my own holiness. Let me see that this is my idea. I'm looking at this brother who is one with me, and if you're feeling anything less than perfect peace and perfect joy, you know there's work to do. You're in the mind training now. And so it's it's a really incredible place and a gift that you're going to give to yourself to say, I'm all in. I'm in the transformation now. So my notes, what I wrote this morning, is that whatever you say to your body, mind, and emotions with conviction, certainty, and confidence, it will obey. The body, thoughts, and emotions will be obedient and follow your command, but there must be certainty, confidence, and conviction. It must be a command, and the body, thoughts, and emotions will all follow and do exactly as you say. Most people do not command themselves to focus, concentrate, be still, be active, move, and listen within quietly to the inner voice. They let the emotions and thoughts be a wild child, out of control, driving the bus. People say, I can't help myself, and then proceed to eat everything in the fridge, sit in a chair for hours blanked out in front of the television. They have no discipline or control over their mind. So I want to talk about that because people don't recognize the power that you have to command your thoughts and your feelings and your body. We've been trained to live off-center and we let the thoughts drive the bus. We let the feelings drive the bus. And we say, I can't help it. Things are just happening to me. People are just doing things. And what I invite you to do as a practice is start to use this idea to command your mind. You now are the master of your own mind. Nobody has the power to make you feel you have that power. So often people just want a very quick fix. They want to be given a pill. They want a miracle now. My experience has been small changes consistently produce very big results. And so you have to be in for the long haul. And that's why I put 75 days on it. Because you're going to be here for 75 days anyways doing something. So why not train your mind in a new way? to look out from your own holiness and to see what comes up for you. And if you want support during this time, you can jump on board to the 40-day program for transformation. That's a program that I designed. It's a daily video, a daily message. It gives you a great practice every single day. And a lot comes up for people during that time. That's the whole mind training. 
You want to see the stuff that's buried in you. All of your walls and your defenses, all your self-sabotaging, destructive habits. You want to see them. And I love doing it as a practice. So I'm just going to tell you a little personal story about my own life right now. Is I've been wanting to be more physically active for years. And I'm not doing it. I just have not been a very active person. I don't exercise. But I keep having the thought that I would have more energy. I would feel great if I sweat every day. And I keep not doing it. And then I started thinking about this idea of commanding the body. And that's why I'm writing it in my journal. Because this is a message to myself. And my mind always tries to think up, when would be a good time to exercise? I have a gym membership that costs me $60 a month. I think I've used it two times in six months. I keep thinking, okay, I need to reschedule my calendar. When can I go to the gym? Should I go in the morning? Should I go at night? How do I schedule my work day? And the mind just is a wild child. It wants to come up with complicated solutions to keep you from moving forward. So I kept thinking, okay, how can I just sweat every day because that's what I want to do and not make a big deal about it. It started to come to me, just get out of bed and start dancing. Have your morning time. I have my coffee. I have about one hour of sitting quietly in bed with my books or A Course in Miracles, my journal, And I love that time. Usually what I do is I go from that space directly into making a smoothie. I go downstairs, I make a smoothie. And from that point, the day has begun. And my mind starts going into work mode. I start thinking about all the things that have to get done. And I started to recognize that this was a place in my life and in my thinking where the thought was in control of me. And I said, that's enough of that. You are not in control anymore. And the thought would sound something like this. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I don't have energy. I don't need to. But I knew it's like you get these messages, these thoughts of things that would be very helpful to you. And then we don't do them. What's up with that? Why do we do that? Why do we do the things we don't want to do and we don't do the things we know we should do? What's up with that? And that's the ego mind. So sometime last week, I saw all this activity in my mind. I actually saw it. And I said, that's enough of that. I want to move. I'm going to move. I want to sweat every day. I'm going to sweat every day. And I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And I made a decision that when my morning time was done, it's usually around 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm just going to get up, I'm going to get dressed, and I'm going to start dancing in the bedroom. Just going to put my music on, I put my earphones in, I put my yoga pants on, I put a tank top on, I don't even have shoes on, I'm just barefoot, and I'm just bouncing around in the bedroom. And it feels amazing, amazing. And once I have the music in my ears, it feels like playtime. And I've been going for about 45 minutes to an hour every morning, and I'm finished by 9 o'clock. The bed is still unmade. 
because I had some idea, oh, I have to make the bed as soon as I get up in the morning and then I have to go make smoothies for breakfast and I have to get going. I have to get my work day going. Suddenly I saw, okay, I want change to happen. And I recognized I have the power to make that change. And I talked to Bill about it and he just said, yeah, it's just a matter of choice. You just decide, okay, I'm doing this. And then you totally go for it. And then you get to see where the mind still comes up with excuses. And you no longer allow the mind to be in charge. The thoughts are no longer driving the bus. And you get very clear on your outcome, what you want. And so it's been an incredible week for me. I've had a whole lot more energy than ever before. It feels fun to me. And it's changing my whole day now. So I just wanted to put that out there for you to really look at what is it that you've been wanting to do and that you have not been doing? And how can you start to take command and control now to take one small little step towards that thing that you've been thinking about? People sometimes ask me, how are you so happy all the time? How is that? It's because of the mind training. Like everything is fun for me. Everything is coming from my own mind. So there's a curiosity that I have now and a wonder of everything that seems to be happening around me. I no longer think things are happening to me. I recognize I'm getting a reflection of my own thoughts and that makes me very excited because now everything is an opportunity to see in a new way, to live in a new way. So I've trained my mind to stay in the energy fields of joy and gratitude. You train yourself. It did take me a long time to get to this place. And this is why I have a 40-day program for transformation. This is why the Living in Purpose program is one year. That program is awesome because people just step in and they're committed for the long haul. They're not looking for the quick fix. And what I love about Living in Purpose is it has the money element to it. It's a paid program. So often the first hurdle for people that they have to get through is to work through their money blocks. To really look at, at all the ideas of I don't have the money, I can't afford it. And then to just recognize, okay... Wow, that's a belief. I've been holding that belief for a long time. What I love about the people who are taking living in purpose is they have dissolved their ideas of lack and limitation. They are the most generous people I've ever seen because they're from a place where they know that there's a flow of constant abundance. And they're not blocking anymore with their old fears. And people don't know this. People don't recognize that there is a storehouse of treasures that you have access to. And it never runs dry. Never. There is so much abundance around you that is available to you, but you can't see it or access it while you're blocking. So the purification part is extremely important that you start to notice all of these thoughts. What I see a lot in the 40-day program when people come to the end, many people want to take living in purpose and they just say, I have no money. And I've invited people for 40 days to watch themselves like a hawk, but they're not watching that thought like a hawk. And when I say, okay, let's look at that. Let's look at that. It's just a belief. I have no money. And I used to have no money. 
So I know all about it. And people will say, no, it's a fact. It's not a belief. It's a fact. I will prove it to you. I have no money. My house is being taken away. I have no money for food for my kids. I have all of this debt. They don't do anything about the block. They just keep letting the world inform them of their old belief system. And I love this this one idea in A Course in Miracles. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to paraphrase here. It's something like, if you want to know what your beliefs are, look around you. And I've always loved that because if you want to know what your thought system is, look around. What do you see? Do you see a world of poverty and lack and violence? That's your thought system. Or do you see a world of love and endless possibilities and joy and peace? Then that's your thought system. And so this is why I'm so happy because I recognize that this is a playing field. This whole world is a a way that I can see all the beliefs that are in the universal one mind and I can heal them. And Jesus says, you don't do this alone. You need your brothers. And this is why it's important that we are together and that we're communicating these ideas together and we take each other's hands and we're allowing ourselves to help each other. And so I'm just so grateful that you are here. If you've made it this far in the audio, I know you are one of the ones in for the long haul. So you're training your mind now to stay out of those lower energy fields of shame, blame, guilt, jealousy. You're just noticing when you go there and you say no. And this is how you go through the undoing and the purification. You see the insanity of your own attack thoughts, your own judgments, and you make a decision to give them up. And you might not know how to give them up because they're so habitual. We've been living for so many years in judgment and we think it's normal that in the beginning it might seem almost impossible to give up the judgment thought. As soon as you have that first initial knowing that you don't want it anymore, that's actually enough. That's a really strong starting point. And then I suggest the practice of the workbook lessons of A Course in Miracles. Just get a copy of the book and make a one-year commitment to do the workbook lessons. They are so easy when you make a commitment. And I hear so many people say, I've done them already. But then they are still in a space of conflict and doubt. And I say, do them again. Just do them again and really make a commitment to do them as closely as possible as you can. When there's fill in the blanks, fill in the blanks. When it asks for you to let go of your grievances, to find them and to let go of them, you're doing the work. You're not waiting for a miracle anymore. You're in the mind training and you're letting these things go. And the one year just passes by so quickly. I have a one year audio program also called ACIM 365 that's included in Living in Purpose. It's amazing. You begin to see that your experience here in the world does begin to change. So one of the things I just wanted to alert you to is when you're in this transformation undoing and you land in these places of so much joy and so much peace and then out of nowhere comes conflict. It shows up outside of you and you may wonder, why is this happening? I've dedicated myself to God. I'm dedicated to service. I'm devoted to love. 
I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm doing the workbook lessons. I'm, I'm living from the place of my holiness. And out of nowhere comes an attack or something surprising, something taken away from you. This is a place where I do get excited because then I really see, oh, that's just an old erratic energy field, an old belief that's still alive and active in me. And because I'm living in this consistent way in the light, everything that was buried in me as a thought system, as a belief, is now coming to the surface. The darkness gets pushed out. And when it gets pushed up and out, it shows up in your external world. So now you see, oh, okay, that was something that was still there. And it's not just in my mind, it's in the one mind that we all share. So Jesus says, you are the savior of the world. And what that means is that you have the ability and the power to do something about that thought for yourself and for everyone. And when you heal it in your mind, you are healing it in every mind. No one needs to know what you're doing. But when you let your grievances go and you let your judgments go, you're loosening up the one mind that we share. And that is the reason why we are seeing these big dramatic shifts in the consciousness right now, where more and more people are just saying, I'm here for peace. I'm here for love. I'm here for God. Here I am, Lord. Because of the one mind and the work that is being done by individuals around the world. So I thank you with all of my heart for showing up the way you show up. So I invite you today to get on board with the practice, to make a commitment to the undoing of your old thought system, to be in the purification and to not need to have it done all at once. You just say, okay, this is my commitment now to become aware of all of the old beliefs and the grievances. And like I said, you can go to my website, lisanatoli.com, and get a copy of the 75-Day Challenge Calendar. You can join the 40-Day Program. You can check out Living in Purpose. You could begin the workbook lessons. If you'd like a 10-minute audio from me, you can check out ACIM 365. I mean, there's so much help available. And many people are terrified to make a change. You might think that's strange. Like, why would anybody be afraid to make a change? Is because these old habits are so deep-rooted. Jesus actually calls them a root. And the whole root has to come out. You can't just make the, the flower and the leaves pretty. And that's what most people try to do in their life. They try to change the external picture, which is only snipping off the leaves of this big old rotted root, you have to get the whole root out. You have to go really deep. And the way you go deep is in the silence. You make a new habit of just sitting quietly every day, moments in the day, moments of silence. And you're not getting that root out by yourself. You're just having the willingness to show up in a new way to see in a new way. And it takes great courage to bust up your routines one by one. And that's what I'm finding with the physical activity in the morning, is that my mind every morning at eight o'clock, it doesn't just get out of bed and, and start kind of going into celebration mode that I'm going to start sweating. It doesn't. It just thinks, oh, oh God, I don't want to today. But I'm creating a new habit for myself 
And so it's, it is a little bit of a push to get into that energy field. And I can tell you the moment I get out of the bed, I'm not making the bed anymore first thing. I'm just leaving it messy. I'm putting on my yoga pants. I'm putting in my headphones. And as soon as I begin, it's a feeling of fun. It's a feeling of play. It's a feeling of no cares and no worries. I'm not in work mode. There's nothing in my mind except the music and the dancing. And it's such a joy. And so you want to remember that. Often it does take a little bit of a push and exertion to get you into this new vibration. And you just have to start, however you start, however small it is. Like you might not be ready to start physically moving, jumping up and down or dancing, but you could start stretching in bed. Like you could start moving. That could be one thing. I've always talked about a morning practice with God. Like you know what habits are self-destructive in your life. So I want you to look at your life. I ask for you to sit quietly. I want you to see what your current habits are. And I want you to ask yourself, are these serving me? Are they helping you to grow? Are they helping you to feel energized and alive and vibrant? Are you connected to the light that you are? Are you tapped into your creativity and your intuition? And the way you'll know, I'll go back to it. I said it earlier. This one question, how do I feel? That's it. You should maybe print that sentence out. And the way Jesus has it, Jesus is asking us the question, how do you feel? So that's how I do it. I always have Jesus beside me asking me the question, how do you feel? I don't ask it, how do I feel? How do you feel? So that built into it is Jesus with me. He's my guide. He's my teacher. He's always checking in with me, but I have to check in with him. And if I check in and I say, I don't feel so good right now, or I feel afraid, or I feel things aren't going right, then he reminds me, okay, connect with the light now. Plug in. Rest. Relax. Take those moments of stillness. Because when you're plugged in, you know it. You absolutely know it. And what Jesus is attempting to do is to wake us up. He wants to wake you up. He's trying to rouse us awake, saying, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're killing yourself. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And and you you finally get it. Like, okay, wow, I've been sleepwalking through life. I don't want to sleepwalk through life anymore. I want to do the work. I want to get rid of all this baggage in my mind, in my thoughts, in my feelings. I want to find the blocks and the obstacles. And I'm ready to let them go. In this lifetime, I'm not going to wait. I'm not waiting to check out. I'm not waiting for later. This is the day. This is the moment. I would like to read from A Course in Miracles. This is from chapter 24, The Christ in You. I'm reading from the Circle of Atonement version of A Course in Miracles. It says, The Christ in you is very still. He knows where you are going, and he leads you there in gentleness and blessing all the way. 
His love for God replaces all the fear you thought you saw in you. His holiness shows you himself in him whose hand you hold and whom you lead to him. And what you see is like yourself. For what but Christ is there to see and hear and love and follow home? He looked upon you first, but recognized that you were not complete. And so he sought for your completeness in each living thing that he beholds and loves, and seeks it still, that each might offer you the love of God. Yet is he quiet, for he knows that love is in you now, and safely held in you by that same hand that holds your brother's hand in yours. Christ's hand holds all his brothers in himself. He gives them vision for their sightless eyes and sings to them of heaven, that their ears may hear no more the sounds of battle and of death. He reaches through them, holding out his hand, that everyone may bless all living things and see their holiness. So Jesus is talking about our brothers here. That Christ is in me and Christ is in all my brothers. The holiness in myself and the holiness in my brother. And now I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that every single person that comes to me, it doesn't matter if they're attacking to me, they carry the Christ with them. And it is my job to recognize that. My purpose is to see the world through my own holiness. So I see through every single appearance, it doesn't matter in what form it's coming to me, that the Christ in me is very still. You can only see the light in your brother if you're being still. If your mind is all frantic and afraid and thinking of how are you going to deal with this attack, you're not being still. You're off the mark from the light that you are, and you're going to attack and retaliate because that's the place where you are abiding. So our job is always to come back to the abiding place where you recognize the Christ in you. There is that stillness. And now you can see through every appearance. Now you have been given Christ's vision. You are looking with the eyes of Christ. It says, the sight of Christ is all there is to see. The song of Christ is all there is to hear. The hand of Christ is all there is to hold. There is no journey but to walk with him. You who would be content with specialness and seek salvation in a war with love, consider this. The Holy Lord of heaven has himself come down to you to offer you your own completion. What is his is yours because in your completion is his own. He who willed not to be without his son could never will that you be brotherless. And would he give a brother unto you, except he be as perfect as yourself, and just as like to him in holiness as you must be? There must be doubt before there can be conflict, and every doubt must be about yourself. Christ has no doubt, and from his certainty his quiet comes. He will exchange his certainty for all your doubts if you agree that he is one with you and that this oneness is forever endless, timeless, and within your grasp because your hands are his. He is within you, yet he walks beside you and before 
leading the way that he must go to find himself complete. His quietness becomes your certainty, and where is doubt when certainty has come? And the next section is called Your Brother's Holiness. And this is the 75-day Christ Vision Challenge. You're recognizing your holiness and the holiness of your brother. So this is in chapter 24. This is section 6. It's on page 739 in the Circle of Atonement version. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I invite you to read it. I invite you to get a copy of this book and to make a commitment to it. This is a message from Jesus to you. It is your whole way out of hell. And he's giving us very simple practices that we can do that allow the purification to happen. And then the holiness that you are is clear in your sight. It says, before your brother's holiness, the world is still and peace descends on it in gentleness and blessing so complete that not one trace of conflict still remains to haunt you in the darkness of the night. He is your savior from the dreams of terror. He is the healing of your sense of sacrifice and fear that what you have will scatter with the wind and turn to dust. In him is your assurance God is here and with you now. While he is what he is, you can be sure that God is knowable and will be known to you. For he could never leave his own creation, and the sign that this is so lies in your brother, offered you that all your doubts about yourself may disappear before his holiness. So I want you to think of a brother who is attacking you, who you are afraid of, who you're in competition with. Just think of a brother and know that this brother is Christ himself. You may wonder, how is that possible? You just, just know that it is, that this brother comes offering you a way for you to leave all of your doubts. See, in him God's creation, for in him his father waits for your acknowledgement that he created you as part of him. Without you, there would be a lack in God, a heaven incomplete, a son without a father. There could be no universe and no reality, for what God wills is whole and part of him because his will is one. Nothing alive that is not part of him, and nothing is but alive in him. Your brother's holiness shows you that God is one with him and you, that what he has is yours because you are not separate from him or from his father. I love this sentence here. Forget not that the healing of God's Son is all the world is for. That is the only purpose the Holy Spirit sees in it, and thus the only one it has. Until you see the healing of the Son as all you wish to be accomplished by the world, by time and all appearances, you will not know the Father or yourself. For you will use the world for what is not its purpose and will not escape its laws of violence and death. Yet it is given you to be beyond its laws in all respects, in every way, and every circumstance, in all temptation to perceive what is not there, and all belief God's Son can suffer pain because he sees himself as he is not. Look on your brother and behold in him the whole reversal of the laws that seem to rule this world 
See in his freedom yours, for such it is. Let not his specialness obscure the truth in him, for not one law of death you bind him to will you escape, and not one sin you see in him but keeps you both in hell. Amazing and beautiful, right? Yet will his perfect sinlessness release you both, for holiness is quite impartial, with one judgment made for all it looks upon, and that is made not of itself, but through the voice that speaks for God in everything that lives and shares his being. Let not your eyes be blinded by the veil of specialness that hides the face of Christ from him and you as well. And let the fear of God no longer hold the vision you were meant to see from you. Your brother's body shows not Christ to you. He is set forth within his holiness. So your job is to look past your brother's body, past your brother's actions, past your brother's words, past all of that. That's the illusion. And you're looking straight past all of that to the light that is there. And in many people, it's just a little spark. And it's our job to recognize that spark and to start to communicate with that spark. You're no longer communicating to your brother's words and his actions. You're relating and responding only to the light that your brother is. Choose then his body or his holiness as what you want to see and which you choose is yours to look upon. You will choose in countless situations and through time which seems to have no end until the truth be your decision. Your brother's holiness is sacrament and benediction unto you. His errors cannot withhold God's blessing from himself, nor you who see him truly. His mistakes can cause delay, which it is given you to take from him, that both may end a journey that has never been begun and needs no end. What never was is not a part of you, Yet will you think it is until you realize that it is not a part of him who stands beside you. He is the mirror of yourself, wherein you see the judgment you have laid on both of you. The Christ in you beholds his holiness. Your specialness looks on his body and beholds him not. So I'm going to stop there. Amazing, right? And it's all here in a book that you can buy. It's probably on your shelf that you can look at. And and this is the way that you're training your mind now to side and identify with the Christ that you are. So I love you with all my heart. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Lisa Show. This is really just a call for individuals who are ready to dedicate their mind to healing, to that purification process, that undoing. And being here in service to God, in service to each other, in service to the light, in service to love. And we're here to allow this light to flow through us. No longer blocking this love of God and the peace of God with our own blocks and obstacles and fears. Our job is simply to find them find all the ways that we're holding the light in, holding the love in because we're afraid. And we're saying enough of that, enough of that, that I am an instrument for this peace and this love and this joy. So I thank you with all of my heart for being here in the recognition of the truth of who you really are. I love you.